Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. For the drive with Mark Ennis, presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now here's Mark Ennis and Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome into the drive here on. 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull. You want to talk about timing? A couple of things here. Uh, 2020 five-star center Carter Bryant just now uh, announcing he's down to two schools, and they are Louisville and Arizona. So that's mm. interesting. Interesting. Usually we uh, get that at 6 o'clock. Yeah, it's it's so far. yeah that is exactly yeah. right. <laughs> uh, and, and, look, it has been uh, a, an extremely uh, newsworthy weekend with a lot for us to digest in a we don't normally do this but in about five minutes travis branham one of the main voices in the college basketball recruiting world for 24 7 sports gonna join us here because louisville's been and is busy in yes. that very world and i think everyone would agree with me that's music to all of our ears right Dave? absolutely i mean we, we saw uh the first domino fall, basically, you know, in this in this process, this offseason process with Dennis Evans officially committing to the University of Louisville yesterday, um, and that's a, that's the a massive first step as Nick Valvano get out of the studio. Aaron Rodgers might be it might be official. Keep an eye out. Thanks, man. I got get that. Out of here. Get out of the studio. A-G-S. Love you, buddy. Just love that. Just. It's so always good in the, in the What I love show. about that is like he's it's like secondary, like being picked up by some other mic that's not on, yeah. and I can still tell he was eating. <laughs> that's incredible. He absolutely one hundred percent was eating, and I feel like I feel like he opened the door of the studio without a plan, just staring <laughs> me in the eyes, which is true of him <laughs> often. <laughs> which, to be fair, I do this to him a lot, so I, I can't I can't really say much. Like I'll just walk up behind him and tweak his nipple while he's trying to do like a, a Genesis Diamonds read. <laughs> Save that. <laughs> it was a busy weekend full of uh, pretty friggin' good news uh, for Louisville. If they're not going to be in the NCAA tournament, which of course would be the best case scenario, uh, having them extremely active with the kinds of players that we would love for Louisville to have to get back to the NCAA tournament is probably the best thing they could be busying themselves with at this point. Yeah, I mean, everybody – hey, look, all the teams are busy. All the all the teams we're recruiting against are busy, right. right? They're all, they all have uh, tournament Let's games to win. Let's be opportunistic here. Let's be, 
Let's look on the very small bright side of this and say uh, there's two things we can celebrate this week. One, we can get a head start on a bunch of other programs uh, that we are swimming in the same waters as, recruiting-wise, in the portal and otherwise. And two, Clemson fans are hilariously angry right now. It's like the only good thing that happened during this season is that Louisville, honestly, you can boil it down to the Louisville loss. I realize there were other ones, Boston College, uh, Loyola, Chicago, uh, South Carolina, but honestly, it's the Louisville loss that kept them out of the tournament, and that makes me extremely happy. Yeah, I've I, I told you guys I've made peace with um, giving up the charade of non-pettiness. Uh, I, I, I understand my own pettiness now, uh, and I would admit I was not sad in the least no. that, uh, that it is ve- it's obvious that that Clemson did not get in the tournament and that Louisville was. If it wasn't the thing, it was the biggest thing in a cluster of things that kept them out, and I'm, I'm just not sad about it's it. It's a hell of an anchor on your resume. Like, you can yep. say whatever you want. They had other ones, but I feel like they were afloat, you know, with, uh, with the South Carolina anchor and the Boston College anchor and the Loyal Chicago anchor, but it's that Louisville one. Like, you take away any of those other losses, I'm still not sure if they make the tournament. You take away the Louisville loss, they go from fourth team out to in the tournament. You know, like that that happens. They lost to like the three hundred ranked team of the net. Like that that's what kept you out. And this season was god awful and terrible. Uh, and I wanna forget it, but I had a little glimmer of joy last night, just a little bit, just reading first of all, Clemson fans don't really understand like they're not college basketball fans, so it's funny to watch them. Like be upset about any of this, um, but then just lashing out at the the stupid bird with teeth. It's like, all right, man. <laughs> like, like this is our sport. Even though we're four and twenty eight, it's still funny to watch you. Flounder one of them around. four was y'all. Yeah, and one it of the was, four was you. <laughs> and it wasn't. It wasn't even a close one. It wasn't like they stole it. They no, dominated uh, that game. <laughs> And it, yeah, whatever goes into the net, which of course is more secret than uh, the Colonel's, uh, you know, blend of eleven herbs and spices. We still don't know what's in there, but whatever's in there, it was perfect uh, for us here. And we've got uh, Travis Branham now. We talked about this. We don't normally bring guests right in, but when Louisville gets really, really good news, uh, we want to bring this guy in because I kind of gave Travis a little bit of a hard time so, uh, about Louisville sort of hoping for good news getting only bad news early on. Well, now they're getting actual good news. And I was like, Travis, i got to redeem this. So please come back on. Travis Brandon, he's one of the recruiting analysts for 24-7 Sports, and he joins us here. Travis, thank you so much, buddy. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thanks for bringing me on. Uh, layout uh, for us here. I, I, for folks maybe on the outside or what have looking at what's going on here, Louisville just had an absolutely miserable season on the court. But Kenny's had this reputation of being a very good recruiter. We didn't get it for pretty much – a year or so with him on campus, but they have found their stride here. Let's start with, with Dennis Evans and maybe to the extent that you can sort of lay out how that came together and, and the kind of player that Louisville's getting with Dennis Evans who committed over the weekend. Yeah, he was uh, obviously committed to Minnesota previously. Uh, seven foot two big man uh, out on the West coast. One of the premier shot blockers in the entire country. Um, and from the moment he basically reopened his recruitment, Louisville was the team to beat, um, all information pointed to them. Uh, he had also previously considered schools like TCU, but Louisville, uh, 
find a way uh, uh, where the clear-cut leaders from the get-go from the moment he reopened. And uh, obviously, they land him over the weekend, so they're getting a premier shot blocker again, seven foot two. He's got some skill to him. Uh, continue to improve his mobility and his athleticism, but top 20 players. So it's much, much needed momentum uh, for the beginning of the roster overall for Louisville. What do you see for him, for Dennis Evans, in terms of like where he can contribute right away, what you think is sort of an, a fitting kind of role for him, given where he is physically, skill set, et cetera, as a true freshman? Yeah, uh, I would say right away the fair expectation would be you're getting a 15 minutes a game guy. Uh, again, he's got to continue to improve his body and really has to continue to improve his mobility for some of these seven foot uh, plus kids. It takes him a little while to uh, kind of get the leg strength uh, to to run up and down the floor consistently over the course of a game, and also really just take uh, the physical toll of the high major basketball, especially in the ACC. Uh, so coming right in, I would anticipate him being a 15 minutes a game guy, uh, just because he is so dang big and long that he can impact the game immediately as a rim protector and give you some solid minutes and also rebound the basketball. And occasionally he's going to be able to uh, put the ball in the hole from uh, the, uh, from the low block, but he can also step out. Uh, he's got more skill to him than you anticipate out of a kid who's seven foot two. Uh, able to step out to the perimeter where he has a little touch on his jump shot is not necessarily uh, a skill that's going to translate right away, but it's something he can continue to grow and develop in, uh, on down the line. We're talking with Travis Branham. He's the uh, national recruiting analyst for 24-7 Sports. Uh, Travis, uh, where would you say is, is probably the place where he has the most work to do in order to really be kind of an impact guy as a true freshman? going to be his body. Uh, if he can get his body in shape and just add weight, get stronger, really be able to take uh, the beatings down on the low block and really hold his own for an entire game, uh, whenever that happens, he's going to take off. Um, and he has been making progress, I would say, the senior season. Uh, his skill, I would say, is out there. But, again, with how well he uh, can – protect that rim um if he can just put on some weight and again uh get stronger more uh stable he's had some injuries in the in uh over the course of his high school career so he gets all that taken care of and you're going to see him uh make serious leaps uh very quickly i'd say at Louisville. i know uh, travis has been a number of people that have come out and said some form of like louisville's not really done like at all we're expecting pretty heavy roster turnover here. They're getting involved in some guys like uh, with, with Trenton Flowers, who they've been on for a while here. He's going to visit. Uh, people feel optimistic about Louisville. What can, what can you tell us about sort of where Louisville sits and in particular maybe how they plan to use uh, Trenton Flowers, where he fits in their plans? Yeah, he will be uh, – I'm going to plug myself here. He is going to actually be announcing his commitment this Friday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, so for all the Louisville fans in here listening, if you'd like to watch Trent Flyer's commitment, he is down to six schools, um, and he will be announcing that live on our 24-7 sports channel. Uh, he's a 2024 recruit, so currently a junior, but he has the option to reclassify up into the senior class and enroll early next semester. Um, as far as recruitment goes, I do like Louisville's chances in this recruitment. Um, he is also uh, considering schools like North Carolina, Arkansas, Creighton, 
um, and a couple of others. But as far as what kind of player he is, uh, he is an extremely talented player. Six foot eight, great athlete. And he's really improved over the last year, uh, especially since he's made this move over to Combine Academy in Charlotte, North Carolina. He can really get downhill, get out in transition, put his, I mean, he's so athletic. He can put his head on the rim, essentially. Uh, he's become, uh, bought into his role, um, as a cutter, as a finisher, as a rebounder. Um, his jump shot is an area to continue to improve. He has been improving in that area, I will say, but it's an area that you will need to keep improving. Uh, his, he is able, to make shots off the catch and pull from mid-range and after three. But, again, he's very streaky in that regard. But tons of talent and upside there. What do you know or what do you can you tell us about maybe, like, the decision to perhaps reclassify and, it, like, the relationship of that and maybe what schools he's considering? Yeah. Uh, he's told me on record he has not given him much thought now. Uh, I don't know if he will be making that announcement uh, on Friday when he announces his college decision, um, but I do believe he would like to have that option open. I mean, what kid wouldn't want to have options? So sure. if a school, if you feel like you're willing and ready uh, to make that jump early in a school, have you? You want to have that option there. So um, as far as he's gone on record, uh, he has not been giving it much thought, but. Uh, will not surprise me in the slightest to see him end up in the senior class. You know, this, uh, this is two pretty highly rated guys that we're talking about Louisville being in good shape. Uh, and I think it might come as a surprise, perhaps, uh, to some folks, given the way Louisville's season went and, you know, the, the, just sort of the negativity that it, after a season like this. And I'm just kind of curious if you could help people understand maybe, like, how is Louisville able to do this? Like Kenny's sort of a, a reputation on the recruiting trail, that sort of thing, on the heels of such a, a rough year, how they're able to sort of still be in good position like this. Yeah. Uh, Kenny's getting, uh, I would say, a lot more aggressive about on the recruiting trail. Uh, you're seeing him pop up in a lot of gyms right now or over the course of this high school season. Um, I will say this season has definitely set them back. He's probably got more work cut out for him at this stage than he did one year ago when he took the job. When he took the job, he had tons of momentum, tons of buzz going out there in his favor and in this little program's favor. But obviously with what we saw this this season, that's in the back of kids' heads. And so now you're having to convince them that uh, there is uh, light at the end of the tunnel and get them on board to come uh, help revamp and revitalize uh, this, this honest powerhouse program um so he's just getting a lot more aggressive and uh again they they will also be bringing a kid uh sky clark it's a hot name for little yeah. fans right now former kentucky signee he will be taking a visit um this week and so uh yeah this 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 ball is just starting to get rolling and i anticipate there will be more kids uh to hit the portal in the coming weeks especially as more seasons come to a close that will be heavily involved with yeah, well, can you tell us maybe about uh, where they stand with Sky Clark? I guess it's been – you guys have reported he's uh, he intends to visit here pretty quickly as well. I know Kenny has uh, – you can correct me if I'm wrong – a pretty established kind of relationship with, with Sky going back to when Kentucky recruited him. Maybe you can sort of lay out where things stand with him. Yeah, actually, I can't even remember if Kenny was on staff when uh, Sky Clark initially committed to Kentucky. I think he may have just gone to the Knicks. 
Uh, Joel Justice, when he was at Kentucky, was the head recruiter for Sky Clark there. But when Sky initially reopened his recruitment from Kentucky, Louisville jumped into the picture right away. Uh, but Illinois, uh, similar to how Dennis Evans was a, a Louisville lean from the moment he opened his recruitment, Sky Clark similarly was an Illinois lean from the moment he reopened his recruitment from Kentucky. Uh, but as things stand now, I really like Louisville's chances on this one. And I do not anticipate this being a long, drawn-out recruitment. I think we'll have an answer here in the next, I would say, probably seven days. Again, we're talking with Travis Branham, 247 Sports, the national uh, recruiting analyst. Travis, how have you seen uh, every coach just about? I know I think John Shires talked a little bit more about how they're going to – everyone's going to kind of use the portal more, take a little bit fewer chances. How have you seen maybe in talking with kids – on the AAU circuits or what have you, how they are kind of uh, handling the fact that recruiting is kind of changing to where schools are maybe signing fewer high school guys and, and maybe what what teams or schools are advising kind of kids to do, knowing that they're kind of not only competing with other high school kids, but also transfers who hit the market every year. Yeah, so I think uh, what we're seeing, and, and I think if people are really following recruiting closely, they're saying that, play out on a national level, kids are just frankly committing earlier. These schools want to get these kids on board as soon as possible. That way they can focus. They want to get uh, two or three high school kids, uh, not not talking about local per se, but just generally speaking. These teams are basically prioritizing, let's say, three or four kids. So they've really limited, um, in, in, uh, instead of casting a really wide net, they're being very selective in what type of kids they want to go after, um, and honestly, if they end up missing on them, they don't get them to commit early. They're just saying, screw it. We're just going to wait for the transfer portal. So you're seeing a lot of kids, especially right now. Um, I'm getting hit up by high school and AU coaches every single day. It seems basically saying, Hey, this kid doesn't have anything. Are you, do you know of any opportunities essentially out there? Um, so if you don't commit early, uh, you're essentially getting left behind at this point and you're, you're going to see your recruitment fall off pretty heavily. Um, so that's basically the trend we're seeing, and that's what kids are, are starting to catch on to is I need to knock this out my train, my junior year, and I think that could be uh, – uh, I would – shoot, it's probably like about 10 players already in the top 150 in the junior class uh, that have already come in. Obviously, Trent Flowers is going to be one of those uh, kids come Friday. Can let me ask you about one more here before we let you go here, Travis, and that's Carter Bryant. Like right as we came on the air – uh, announced uh, on three, I think some other uh, outlets are reporting. Basically, he's down to two schools with Arizona and Louisville being involved there. Uh, I don't know sort of where he is in that process or, or, or where Louisville perhaps stands with him, but what can you tell us about where that is? Yes, uh, down to final two, Louisville and Arizona. He just came off a visit to Arizona uh, literally last night. He was there with the team on Selection Sunday. I anticipate a vi- or not a visit, but a decision uh, in the coming weeks. Um, so yeah, I, w- I would definitely be on the lookout for for more news coming on that shortly. All right, Travis, we appreciate you making time for us as always, buddy. Thank you so much. Talk to you again down the road, man. Appreciate it. Anytime. Thank you, guys. See you. All right, Travis Branham with lots of good news to discuss. The origin of what I was kind of talking about, Dave, as I was bringing him in, was yes. You know, I kind of said like I think. Louisville fans, this is shortly after Bradshaw and uh, DJ Wagner committed to Kentucky. It was like, I think Louisville fans would like to not hear 
anything optimistic from from Travis Branham again for a while because he was you know because he had been optimistic for Louisville in those and he was just reporting what he was hearing he didn't do anything wrong and we kind of DM back and forth and I was like you know this is what I meant I was just trying to say like people put a lot of stock in what you say they got excited it didn't happen it's not your fault but you're the that's the role you're in and I and I was like the first time they do have good news I'm bringing you back on yeah, immediately and, yeah and I'm gonna let, I'm gonna let you just roll around in it like you know just <laughs> tell us all I think he enjoyed getting the chance uh, to do that. There certainly was. It's hard to believe we're having the conversation we just had after this season and everything that everyone's had to say here. That was a lot of really, really, really good players that Louisville yeah. seems to be in really good shape for. Look, Mark, this is this is really. I can't overstate how important like this week is for a lot of reasons. But one of the big ones, one of the biggest ones, is like I think that we all acknowledge the cloud last year but there were still issues we had with the way Kenny went about the transfer portal and everything and just it was unknowable at that point if he if he was the recruiter he was sold as we hoped he was but you know like we we said many times this season that the spring was going to be his first chance. The spring transfer portal is what I said was going to be his first chance to do, you know, unfettered recruiting without the the anchor, you know, around his neck. But this Dennis Evans kind of gave him, and maybe even Trenton Flowers gave him an opening to kind of flex his muscles as a high school recruiter. Still, you know, get some unexpected late opportunities with Trenton Flowers possibly being able to, you know, reclassify, and with Dennis Evans being a signee to Minnesota who asked out of his. NLI, uh, that's really you gotta hard. be careful, right? <laughs> yeah, NIL, so NLI, NLI, very NLI. different. You like that? I actually you got it right the there. NIL to get the NLI. That's right. Um, but he got out of his NLI at Minnesota, and unexpectedly, we had this shot at an elite recruit. You know, at, at the in the 2023 class, and the fact that he got that commitment is huge, and hopefully, it does open the floodgates this week. Obviously, there's a lot of smoke around Sky Clark, and there has been ever since he hit the transfer portal. Um, Trenton Flowers obviously uh, announces on Friday. You know, people have thrown around a couple of other names uh, that might hit the transfer portal in the next week or two uh, that are exciting to me. And obviously the the Carter Bryant news is huge. Um, I love that he announced the top two. You don't see that very often. <laughs> you know, normally it's like a top three or four. Um Pretty great that he announced the top two. It's a unique perspective. Uh, Arizona's going to be a tough one to tough one to crack on that one, obviously. But um, really exciting that they're in the he's in the final or we're in the final two. Like it's been a really good like seventy two hours for for Kenny Payne. Um, I'm excited about it. My thoughts on this past season are known, but I kind of want to stop. I, I kind of want to put it to bed just because like look, next year's happening, and and. I want to talk about the good things that happen in the offseason. We'll see what kind of ingredients Kenny Payne puts together. And if he still can't make a delicious meal next year, then we can fire the chef. You know what I mean? But let's go ahead and 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 I'm going to be excited about the talent he's bringing in. Yeah, I, I think that this is – you know, it's hard, and it doesn't exactly make for the greatest hot take sports radio here. Uh, but, you know – it. We were we were led, and I think had good reasons to believe that Kenny was a great recruiter, yeah. like an all like a, an elite recruiter. And then they had a terrible first year of him trying to recruit. And that the truth is, 
he's pro he might not be 100% of what we thought the moment that you hired him but that he also that doesn't mean that he was a bad recruiter and that now we are seeing with less with fewer impediments with less to, headwind to sort of uh, fight against he's actually a pretty freaking good recruiter uh, who is going to be growing into that as the head coach uh, at Louisville and again if you've been wildly disappointed and angry or unhappy up un, uh, you know, upset about the way this is all gone up to this point I think you have to at least recognize the only way out of this is getting better players uh, and and then coaching them up better than you did this year step one is getting those players it sounds like amazingly on the heels of a really really bad year that we all saw they're at least starting to get that part done and i think every single person has the right almost the responsibility to be happy about this yeah look this is um part one of the and obviously four and 28 would have been awful anyway you slice it but one of the aggravating circumstances was the fact that there just wasn't any good recruiting news you know and while you could say be patient you know cloud irp everything they're just combine that with like the poor roster build for this last season and there was a lot of people me included they were like man i want to believe that kitty Payne is a great recruiter but they're just we don't have the evidence and i understand all of the you know all of the 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 caveats i get it you know and and i was hoping that this offseason that he would emphatically prove me wrong and he's off to a or not me wrong but prove the doubters wrong and he's off to a great start you know and and i don't it didn't take much for me to get excited about what the roster would look like you know regardless of of how we feel about the uh the coaching job last year like i want him to get as much talent as possible in here and and see what he can do with it and quite frankly like dennis evans and then a trenton flowers reclass and a Sky Clark a commitment, if they all happen like within a week or a week and a half, that's an incredible start. Hard to imagine a better start to the offseason than that. Um, yeah, and obviously there's like smoke other places. Texter mentioned like AJ Johnson liking some posts. I love the the uh, Instagram sleuths this time of year. You know what I mean? It's like, ooh, this recruit is liking Louisville basketball posts. Like these guys are all uh, – liking the commitment from a buddy and sometimes it means something and sometimes they're just friends uh on the aau circuit and everything but like i love all i love being able to hope and speculate i love being back in that mode where we can actually be positive about something around this program and like let yourself uh, dream a little bit with the players that we could possibly get you never know with with i know that the um uh, forgive me the interim coach of texas uh, i forget his name uh Ronald Terry. There you go. Is that uh, right? Yeah, I really like yeah. him, and it appears the players really love him. And he, I mean, he got conference coach of the year after taking over as interim, <laughs> Chris Beard, uh, and they won the the Big Twelve. Like it's just great story around him, and I have a feeling Texas is going to hitch their wagon to him, and they should. Uh, and I don't know how that's going to affect the recruits that are committed at this point because he does seem extremely charismatic, uh, but. You know, you can allow yourself to, to dream a little bit, and, and there's other names that people have brought up as possible transfers that aren't in the portal yet. So, Well, look, th this great news uh, for Louisville. They get Dennis Evans to commit. I love 
uh, especially with like a big name that that is an instinctive and kind of natural shot blocker. You know, he has value for the other four guys on top of his own value. Oh, sure. You know, when yeah. you are a great shot blocker, like those people get to be way more aggressive as defenders. You know, that's that sort of thing. Uh, you know, you you block one good shot that someone's not used to having their shot like that blocked, and all of a sudden they don't take the next one, it, which is uh, preventative shot blocking is amazing, right? <laughs> you know, the yeah. one that talks where you get that one blocked, but it also keeps me from taking the next one. You love that stuff, but I love when someone talks about a shot blocker like that, saying that the biggest thing they've got to work on is their body. Yeah. Because we can do that. We got weights and, and a training table here, man. We'll, we'll take care of that part. Uh, if, if you got somebody with some drive and some natural skill and the kind of kind of physical measurables we don't normally see, and who seems to really like, I don't, I like a a, a center who likes to block shots. Yeah. Like, the, and you know what they look like. You know what I'm yes. talking about when you see that. And he seems like that, and it's a great, great first start. Before uh, we we take our first break, I did want to say we would be remiss. Uh, in finishing the opening segment of this show since we've been talking about big men, big men who work, big men who work on their bodies, all that sort of thing. There was never a better one than Felton Spencer. Oh, yeah. Just wonderful. And somebody who uh, worked extremely hard to transform himself into someone who absolutely hung around the NBA. uh, In the different direction than Dennis Evans. And totally belonged there. Totally belonged there. And had a tremendously like warm disposition yes. all the time and to the end uh, and yesterday's news uh, that his, his of his passing was extremely sad for so many people and i've loved all of the stories uh from folks uh, today i love gigantic like gentle jovial people and he was certainly one of those yeah felton everybody has seen felton around town in their lives you know he was a he was a constant presence in the city of Louisville since his retirement from the NBA. Um, I ran into him several times. He was always, like you said, so very warm uh, and generous with his time and a, a really bright presence always, and, and he will be missed. And, and a classic example of somebody who just grew over his career at Louisville uh, and turned himself into a legitimate NBA prospect. So he's uh, he'll be missed. You always hate to see see anybody die but especially somebody who's uh so well loved in the city of louisville all right we're going to take a quick break here we will come back it's monday uh we got we didn't even talk about the bracket like this is how crazy oh, no, we have, that's have what been. i said like look I, I just to tell everybody i texted mark earlier because normally we will text back and forth about show ideas and right. maybe stuff off the map that we want to talk about and i was like man i'd ask you what you want to talk about but this like our cup runneth over. <laughs> we're, we're, we've got plenty to talk about. All right, we're going to do that here on the other side. On the drive on I Thunder Ville. Grab it. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition. And I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, Come on, muscle through it. But then also say, Hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. 
Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com. You're listening to The Drive, presented by Fitness Market, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Mark Ennis. And Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into The Drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull. We'll go and open up the phone lines here uh, on a Monday. Appreciate Travis Branham joining us here uh, very early and giving a, a pretty optimistic uh, outlook for Louisville recruiting with Dennis Evans, who committed over the weekend, gives Louisville a, uh, a five-star center commitment here. And you heard him say, look, this is a right off the bat, not unlike uh, Gorgie. You know, 15-ish minutes a game, got work to do on his body, got some things that he's good at right away, and he's got some work to do on some other things. Kind of a skilled uh, guy who's got some work to do physically. I'll take uh, that. You heard him say Sky Clark is going to visit this week. Trenton Flowers is going to make an announcement on Friday. Louisville seems to be in good shape there. These are all great things. Uh, and it's really, in particular, this is the only thing you can do to sort of dig out of this is just get a bunch of really good players. I'll take it. Good start. Yeah, and I love that uh, Travis Brandom said he was 7'2". Like, I hope that he grow, like by the time he hits campus, they're going to be call, saying he's 7'5". William five. Wallace. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. He's 8 foot tall. <laughs> Lightning bolts, lightning bolts out of his arse. Right? Yeah, fireballs out of his eyes. And Whatever lightning it takes. bolts out of his arse. So look, a lot to, I think to at least be encouraged about if Louisville's going to to have a season in which they suffer, uh, struggle and suffer the way that they uh, we all did. Uh, this is a nice way to try to dig out of it, and it probably does. Whether you know various uh, folks would like to admit that there's any validity to it, it probably does support the idea that there was. There were some headwinds they had to work against. There were uh, maybe not a cloud per se, uh, but there was shade they operated under at least through this first year. And that with it objectively gone, things do seem to be going better for them uh, in that regard. Yeah, I think it's the first uh, big, you know, Exhibit A evidence that 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 Kenny actually. Yeah, he hasn't forgotten how to uh, recruit, and the um, the cloud was a big deal last year. And I didn't ever doubt that the cloud was a big deal. I just uh, did doubt with with some of the other stuff and some of the the stuff coming out after, because there were some people that that weren't moved by the cloud being lifted back in what was it September? I think when it happened. Um, so I think it yeah, was. Something like that. I think the the jury was still out, and I love the fact that. It's been kind of an emphatic uh, weekend in, in 48 hours, really, the for Kenny, and hopefully he gets those other two or three commitments that are floating out there right now. Texture says, how much stock do you actually put in these rankings, especially when it's a seven-footer going against below-average high school competition? You know, the truth is I think of all, basketball ratings are all, are usually much better than football ratings for a lot of reasons but we get to watch them and they don't just we get to watch them a ton and we don't we don't just get to see them uh, against high school they're like 
you know, high school circuit secondary. Yeah, we yeah. we they they go to camps. They play AAU against one another all the time. We get to see this sort of thing uh, in far more detail and far more. It's not like we get together and have like a bunch of football over the summer. You have seven on seven, I guess, but like you don't get that with the football side of the football all, camps so. are the big yeah, thing. The, yeah, the ratings are or the rankings and such for for high school kids are often solidly reliable uh, or, or as as any of those can be there are certainly you know highly rated guys who are a waste of time and who immature they don't make the most of their college opportunities do dumb stuff whatever uh, we know this but by and large the guy's like it's not like he's an idiot and he's seven two and like oh this is a five-star center like <laughs> we, no he's a consensus yeah. elite recruit you know i think the lowest he's rated is like 37th something like that um, but he's he's been a five star for most of his high school career, um, and he's at worst a high four star. So he, he's a very legitimate recruit, and I'm not going to like start doubting the rankings on this one after buying into him for years. the The ranking systems miss on guys absolutely. There are late bloomers um, and things like that, and and sometimes five stars don't pan out, but He's a big ball of potential. We'll put it that way. I put a lot of stock in that. I love the texture that said, uh, I'll take a Jarvis Vernardo uh, type shot blocker anytime. Bring on Evans because I love the fact I haven't thought about Jarvis Vernardo in a couple years. Um, who played at Mississippi, Mississippi State? Mississippi State, great. Yeah, he was, a, he was a very lengthy, fantastic shot blocker. Love it. I would love an impact like Jarvis Vernardo from Dennis Evans. By the way, as uh, we are. Uh just getting things going here. Travis Branham just now, a couple of minutes ago, the Sky Clark will be visiting Louisville tomorrow. I love it. Uh, and so, and, and I expect that Louisville, we could in, have a situation here, Dave, where it doesn't undo anything that's happened up to this point. But if you're going to recover from everything that's happened up to this point, getting a five-star center, getting a five-star transfer, whatever his issues might be with Sky Clark, and we'll, we'll find out more about that. And then getting a five-star kid in the 2024 class who could reclassify to join you. And you heard Travis Bram just now say, like, this is a kid that is extremely talented in a week. Basically, like, every two and a half days getting another one of these kids to commit. That's pretty good. Yeah. I think we'll all take that. I'll take that. that. Yeah. This is what we were hoping for. I had a good friend yesterday be like, this is what I thought it would be like the whole time. And that I think that's a fair thing to say. Like this is what we thought it would be like the whole time. It's not necessarily an indictment of of them for not necessarily living up to that, per se. But this is kind of what we thought it would be like the whole time. If it took a year because of circumstances and Kenny kind of getting his sea legs kind of as the head coach, because I don't want to gloss over the fact that Travis Branham said in that interview, Kenny has also gotten a lot more aggressive. Yeah, he did say that, and I think that's worth worth calling attention to. Dave, I'm perfectly okay with there being at least a little bit of this, being just Kenny figuring out there's figuring out the job as the head coach. People grow into the job sometimes, right? <laughs> I don't know why we did that, but okay. I have a good I'm feeling. just saying you're dropping bags now. Yeah. That's why we have it. That's part of embracing the, the current <laughs> atmosphere, you have to be though. With that, though. You have to be careful with that. Hold on. You got to be careful with that. Everyone is. Well, yeah. But you can't be it's the one guy that's now. not. I'm, I'm just saying, like that, that. I think that's more the implication, not that he's doing anything wrong. It's just there was a lot of lot made of the fact that 
his public comments about NIL were not great. And they were hard that you couldn't like he Pins. wasn't great at clarifying them. Uh and it seemed like he was not embracing it. And there has been a lot of things that I've heard over the last month, basically, that he is absolutely embracing it. Dennis Evans is coming because of or largely because of that. I'm not saying that's only because of that, but it's part of it. Um it's a good thing. You know, I don't necessarily think Spencer was saying anything bad with that sound effect. He no, had I'm to do no it. No ill at will towards. No, you can't. You no, can't but, hamstring but, yourself by well, not. Hold on. What I'm what I'm saying is is I don't. I don't think that it's really useful to sort of be like ching Louisville's dropping bags. I'm saying that that doesn't make Louisville. That doesn't differentiate Louisville. It doesn't to me. It doesn't really explain why Louisville would suddenly have traction with these people. Because every they would be choosing among four, five, six, a dozen finalists who were all dropping back. But if you are the only coach of the six or seven that is talking to you that is not putting NIL front and center, it is a problem. So it, that could be the differentiator. That could have been one of the issues. And now it's not. You know, like that's that. I'm, I'm just saying that's part of it. It's not a negative. Well, either way, uh, Louisville has found itself in a lot better place in terms of the uh, college basketball recruiting. And, you know, if you are hard-boiled, Kenny's not the guy for you no matter what anyone says. Uh, none of this is going to sway you. But I would I'll point out the hypocrisy in that I know – I love people, Dave, who are like, I don't care about any of these kids till they show up. Bull. That's bull. <laughs> I, I don't believe that. And what's it's the a coping mechanism. Of, it must be. But it what's is. the point of saying you're a fan and then be like, I don't know. I refuse to learn anything about these kids. Like, I even kind of laughed at Dina the other day when he was like, I guess I'm going to start following recruiting. I'm like, what year is it? <laughs> of course you should follow recruiting. No, fan bases like ours that have had issues with recruiting in the last couple of years for obvious reasons. I understand. It is a coping mechanism. It is. Like, I... For the most part, like I, I, with me with football, I've always had a healthy distance from it, just because I love every time somebody commits, I'm excited about it. But and I've stopped now since we've had a couple of good cycles. Like I've stopped being like, oh, I'll believe it when I see it. You know, when he signs on the dotted line, when I see him on campus. But it's okay to have like a healthy amount of distance from the whims of 17 year old kids. I don't have. I'm not hating on anybody for that. <laughs> I mean, even like last year with football, like we kept saying that a little bit. It's like wait till they sign. But like Pierce Clarkson never felt like he was going to leave Louisville. Like he he didn't. felt like he was solid. But like Ruben Owens, we all thought like, okay, that's a kid that he may flip at the very end. And that's just the nature of being with the five star recruits, and that's what happened. Yeah, and with the coaching change and everything, it happens. But I understand, and that's why I've never, I never get too emotionally attached to kids that are like that aren't in the final stages. Like they haven't signed their their NLI or, or anything like that. Like I, I always try to have a healthy distance from it and not to get too caught up with the the whims, like I said, of 17, 18 year old kids who are making decisions for their own lives and not for my benefit. But I do care about recruits. Like I'm, I'll never say that. And I think that that's generally disingenuous for people. Like they care because they certainly care when they get here. You know what I mean? And like, well, why didn't we recruit better players? You know, it's like, well, you didn't care a year ago. You know, come on, you you care, you care. There's a difference between not caring and not getting too attached. Uh, but that all feels like a coping mechanism. I know because I'm very 
very familiar with coping mechanisms. By the way, Texture says, thanks a lot, uh, Spencer, for making me think I just got money on Venmo. (laughs) 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 Sorry, guys. (laughs) Pavlovian there. Like, oh. All right, let's get uh, Damien in here. If you want to follow Damien, 8150-939. Damien, kick things off here, buddy, on a Monday. Welcome into the job. What's up? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Hope you all had a good weekend. Um, I didn't hear Travis in the beginning, so maybe you can enlighten me on this. Did he say that uh, we are recruiting the guy out of Western Kentucky, Devon McKnight. And I think I read somewhere that if we do get Sky Clark, that might dissuade Devon from coming here. Um, I mean, sorry, Davion Knight, excuse me. Uh, uh, what are you, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, because I feel like that, you know, I, I'm not saying Sky Clark is not a good player. He definitely is. But I feel like that would put us in a position again, like with only one guard on the roster. So do you think that it's possible that we're going to go ahead and just try to just get Sky Clark and McKnight and then try to get a couple of more guards? I mean, I, I didn't really hear exactly what he said. Uh, thanks for taking my call, guys. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, we did not We did not discuss Davion McKnight uh, with him because we were kind of focused on recruit recruits, but he did mention Sky Clark in there uh, as well. You know, Dave, I, I'm not saying Damian necessarily did this, but I see a lot of people like, we need like four or five guards. Yeah, and I'm like, good luck getting four or five guards to come and agree to play somewhere with four or five other guards. Uh, I would be surprised if Louisville pursues that many uh, guards. But I, I, I have seen the reports elsewhere that Davion McKnight, uh, that his recruitment or Louisville's interest in him and his interest in Louisville are at least related to Louisville's pursuit of Sky Clark 2. You know, I don't – the portal's open for a long time. Yeah. And a lot of guys are going to get in there. And you might have sort of tiers of guys that think you would prefer this or that guy. And then if you get one of them, you're, the next one's not going to be as good because the thing that the portal does is keep you from ever just stockpiling really, really good guys yeah. uh, in, in the same class. And so if they get Sky Clark, I would imagine that – I would understand if Davey Allen was like, well, I should probably find somewhere where I could definitely play some more. And, and this is where you still have to let the coach sort of have their prerogative, right? If he wants Sky Clark, it's his job, and he the, yeah. the results, good and bad, are his. If that's the one that he kind of primarily wants, and then you want to find somebody else that is a little bit more of a supplement to him, I would not be surprised in the least if that's sort of the way Louisville ends up going. But, geez, doesn't this sound so much better than who the hell's going to do it? Because we're not talking about that anymore. Yeah, absolutely. No, that, that's uh... – we said it before, you know, Kenny has to recruit his own roster and people that he wants to ride with. I think last offseason we could say that that wasn't he didn't do a great job of 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 uh putting together the roster for last season, for this season. Uh but he's had a hell of a start here. And it's funny, we've had a couple of different texts like I don't know if I know people come in and come out of the show, you know, on a regular yeah. basis. We have a new audience every 10 to 15 minutes, but I mean, we got texters Saying like uh, I'm I'm in pain trying to say something positive back to back about Kenny like I I think I've been very glowing about Kenny <laughs> this entire show. <laughs> you think texters are saying that about you? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, everyone's everyone is still very very uh, sensitive, and I don't mean that in like a necessarily bad for sure. Way. Very reactive, and and I did I caught that like Marcus and, and Steve this morning was kind of funny, but you know I. 
talking about like is now now's not the time as Louisville starting to get some really objectively good news. Now's not the time for sort of the the hard boiled supporters of Kenny to come out and be like, "Told you so, you you bastard! You can't be ha-, you know." Like now's not the time for that either. I would hope that people would just objectively be happy. Yeah. And and it, like everyone is like this is the only kind. This is all there is is to get good recruits and transfers that you think will work and then see how it works out there's no other option here this is how we have to do things this is how everybody does things and i think sort of the the there are some people who and i don't know how large of the fan part of you know what percentage of the fan base they make up but there are people who are like deathly afraid of anyone being like this is good i'm happy about this this is encouraging we should all be happy about this like stop that 428 forever well, that and that's the first thing I said in the first segment was I think, like I realize that this doesn't fix everything, but I think we need to stop, like prefacing every comment with four and twenty eight, and this doesn't right. fix everything because it doesn't help. That's the first thing I said today, guys. I have been clear from the start that I want this to work. And I had another text that was like, "Keep the same energy when you were sure he wasn't the guy." When have I said? At any point during this season that he, I was sure he wasn't the guy. I got to tell you, I don't – it might not be reasonable. I do not ever, ever – like I can't stand it when someone says – to anyone, to me, to anyone else. Keep that same energy? Yes. Yeah. I hate it. But I, I especially hate, hate it. it when it's like not accurate. Because I've been really consistent with, I really want Kenny Payne to work, but I'm not going to lie and say that there were a lot of indications it was going to happen. That's what I I've just, said every single week for the last like three months. Because that's all I do. I'm like, okay, I will. I keep the same energy all the time. Yeah, like, this is like, <laughs> like I have the same exact level of energy. What are you talking about? Well, it wasn't like it's like it's some sort of like special thing that I dip into. Like this is how I think about everything. Right. Like I don't know what you're getting at. It's it's very weird uh, that that people just sort of fall over themselves. Either people who should be happy about this, and their primary concern is over finding the people who aren't, and telling them to go to hell, or the people who aren't happy about this when they should be. Like uh, the the weirdest place to be right now is measured and rational. Always has been. It, yes, because like. It's absolutely reasonable, and we have said it like 10 times already in the first hour of this show that this is a great indication that Kenny Payne sure as hell can recruit and that the cloud was a big deal. I feel like we've said that a bunch of times, and that's a good thing. We're checking that off the list of things Kenny Payne can actually do, can absolutely do, is recruit. We're checking that off the list, but he still hasn't won the games, so we're there. But I'm not focusing on that right now. But it's like, man, I absolutely take a victory lap. If you're like, see, I told you Kenny Payne was get the players. 100%. And I'm excited about it. I'm super pumped about it. But we've got other steps before next season and during next season. And those are the ones that we're focused on. And we're still, we still need like f- five more players. But like, these are all the steps Good that start. it's a great start. And we're all happy about it. But like, man, well, let's be happy together. Let's not. I don't know. Like he's, let's be careful with the victory laps, and let's be careful with this, like keeping the negative energy. Like it's just, 
let's take it for what it is and stop being so damn tribal about everything. Like, I'm happy about it. I'm really happy about it. You we'll should be, quick, too. We'll take a quick break here. You guys should also refrain from messing with Dave as he waits to find out if Aaron Rodgers really is going to play for the Jets or not. He's going to snap on somebody. We'll be right back here on The Drive on I-10. The Bill. 